Welcome to the Inside Data Center podcast. I'm Andy Davis, and in this podcast, I will interview the people working in the data center sector and tell their stories. If you are working in the DC sector or you are looking to work in the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Inside Data Center podcast. Today, I'm joined by Alex Perkins, who's a director and data center lead for JLL in the APAC. Hi, Alex. Hi, Andy. Thanks for joining me today. I hope all is well over in Hong Kong. Yeah, um, slowly, slowly getting back to normal. Uh, hopefully, um, things are starting to sort of open up, open up a little bit, a little bit more. So, um, not quite out of the woods yet, but um, slowly getting there. On the right path, which is which is the main thing I think for everybody. Well, like so, as you, can you just give a quick intro into kind of who you are and what what you do in your current role with JLL? Yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, Alex Perkins, um, my role at JLL is. I'm responsible for the data center work that we do um, across the region um, as a vertical, um, uh, the region being Asia, Asia Pacific. So down from you know, Australia, New Zealand, up to sort of Japan, China, um, over, to, um, over to India, um, and pretty much everywhere, everywhere in between, everywhere that has a data center and everywhere that's looking to have a data center. Um, you know, there's sort of different sort of levels of maturity in, um, in the market. Um, I've been uh, in Asia Pacific over 25 years, and uh, most of that with uh, uh, with with JLL. No, it's, it's great. I think, um, like you say, I keep saying on these as well that there's data centers everywhere at the moment, so it's hard to <laughs> put, put a specific on exactly where you operate. It's just within that very large region. Where I like to start is always to go back to the beginning, just to kind of find out how you got first got into the industry. I noticed you did a degree in electrical engineering at Brunel University. Yeah. What was your first career move after that um well that was um bruno was actually sort of quite quite interesting because i did um a thin sandwich course so every every year i was working working in industry for six months and i i decided sort of pretty early on that i wanted to do different things so each of my three years i went and did something different i worked at you know um uh, an electronics um design manufacturing uh firm i worked in an industrial firm um but also I worked in a building services firm um, and I really enjoyed that, the balance between being in the office and being, being on site um, really sort of uh, interested me, excited me. You could, you could do your design in the office and then see it go up you know, a couple of, couple of weeks, a couple of, couple of months, months later, later on site. So when I graduated, I um, initially worked for Arup, um, based, based out of London, um, and within a couple of years there, um, they gave me the opportunity to go to Hong Kong, um, and that was initially a twelve-month um, contract uh, to go to Hong Kong. And here I am, half a lifetime later. So um, twenty-six years uh, later, you can you, you can see, you can see how that one went. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. And when were you first exposed to data centres? Was that with Arup, or was that when you moved to? Yeah, Dallas? it was. Um, it was with Arup actually. I I was working in Tokyo. Um, I did about uh, sort of about sort of three years in um, in Tokyo, late nineties, early two thousands. Um, initially went up there on the back of um, some banking projects. Um, you know, uh, there was a fair bit of activity around 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 that time with the with the big investment banks. Um, and as part of that, um, we uh, one of the groups sort of reached out to us and say, "Hey, can you come and help us do some due diligence and some." you know, concept design work um, for, for a data center we're looking at. 
Um, and that company, in about sort of the initial sort of three weeks that we were working with them, uh, went through a number of name, ch- name changes. Um, first of all, it was called the uh, Pixie Internet Exchange, uh, and then it was called Pihana, and then after that it was called Equinix. Um, and I suppose from there on, it's um, uh, it's all it's all history. But uh, yeah, so that was that was roundabout sort of you know the the first um, sites that they were looking at. Um, this this was in Tokyo. It was obviously sort of very early days in in the industry, and it compared with some of the work that we were doing at the time, it was sort of re- relatively small. But so I didn't sort of think sort of too much of it at the, at, at the time. But it was sort of definitely interesting, very intensive from an engineering perspective, obviously. Um, and um, yeah, sort of you know kept in touch with, uh, with with the guys who were working with there in those those initial days. Um, yeah, uh, through yeah through the next sort of couple of couple of decades and uh, across Asia Pacific. Excellent. And I think Arab is still one of the kind of leading consultancies, aren't they, in the, the design of data centres? They're still one of the major players that that I come across quite regularly uh, with good engineers and, and kind of one of the leading consultancies in that space. How did you um, then make the move to JLL? Was that from Arabs that you moved to JLL? Um, no, I um, I did. Uh, I, the, uh, I mean, the downturn sort of hit in Asia early two thousands, and um, uh, Arab were, uh, were were really good. They said, "Look, you know, we haven't got anything for you here, but you know, where else would you like to go?" And I ended up in in New York. Um, Interestingly enough, sort of, you know, working in sort of, you know, critical environment, environment type works. Um, you know, I joined the sort of, you know, 24 by 7 exchange there and, you know, they, these types of groups that are still sort of, you know, going, going, going pretty strong. Um, and um, it was almost sort of by chance I, I'd reached out to someone that I was working with in Tokyo a few years before and pretty much the first thing that uh, he said to me is, so, do you want a job back in Asia? And, you know, my obvious answer was well, yes, yes, okay, um, would would love to. So um, I then worked sort of client side for um, uh, for, for a bit with uh, that was with NCR, um, and then I ended up doing some consulting um, for uh, Goldman um, again across sort of Asia Pacific, looking at their engineering infrastructure, looking at the um, you know the operating. On, and, and they were building out a lot of um, facilities, particularly in sort of places like China and India at, at, at the time. So, you know, getting to sort of you know, go on the ground and and actually sort of realise sort of some of the challenges sort of firsthand, not only sort of engineering and sort of design-wise, but actual sort of delivery challenges and then operating challenges. And when you're in that role on the, on the client side, you've got to think about the whole picture holistically, not just, okay, my job is project management or my job is engineering or yeah, my job is operations. Give me my bit. And, and I, I won't touch it. Um, and, and from there I, I joined, um, I joined JLL in, um, in 2007. Um, and that for me, I, it was you know, sort of super interesting at the time because having worked in that sort of corporate real estate environment, um, I, I wanted to sort of, you know, expand my, experience and expand my, my expertise yes I come from an engineering background you know working you know in, in in the project management space if if you like but really I, I'd seen some of the operations side of it I'd seen some of the real estate side of it so you know one of my big motivations was joining was to sort of get more sort of you know hands-on experience working working with those teams uh, and in that 
I, I, I worked in the corporate solutions group, which is basically everything that the corporates corporates are looking for. So, you know, my clients there, you know, perhaps naturally from what I've been doing in the previous few years, were principally in in the in the banking sector, um, and helping them across the board. You know, understanding their understanding their requirements, but you know, working with our with our brokerage teams, working with our projects teams, working with our IFM teams, and you know, slowly. Over time, I sort of got a lot of experience working with each of those, each of those, those, those different, those different groups, and because of the sectors that they were in, um, you know, twenty years ago, it was it was the banking clients who were really driving the data center demand, the data center design, and that that requirement, and you know, they were the guys who were. Who, who were going going out into the into the market and saying, right, okay, I need. 200 kilowatts of capacity in the data center. And that was sort of, wow. Um, you know, these days it's just, just, just a handful of racks, right? Yeah, um, exactly. It's a completely, complete, completely different scale. But I, in, and I suppose in, in, in that sense, um, it was the data center part of it was always something, just another piece of work that, that the client, client wanted. And you know, in, in my current role now, that sort of function has only really been established for about sort of three years within within JLL, certainly here in Asia Pacific, where we have a dedicated team that's actually sort of focused on right. We're just going to service the data center sectors. So we'll work with our teams across the region. We'll support whatever whatever's going on, whether we're bidding for work or you know working on projects or you know operating sites. We'll we'll help them with that. And the mandate is to. You know, be the be the be the subject matter expert across those across those fields, and actually sort of you know lead that um, uh, that piece there, which is yeah, I suppose that's sort of how I got into it and how I ended up sort of you know where where I am. But the journey getting there, I think, to me was valuable to sort of you know understand all the different elements and, and, and aspects of, um, of of activity in the space. Yeah, I was going to say that. Do you think that the foundation in engineering has really helped you? sort of understands the development side of the industry? Uh, absolutely. Um, I mean, one of, one of my favourite comments, we were, um, I was with a group, group, of, group of colleagues leave, leaving, a, leaving a client meeting and um, uh, the chap turned around and said to me, so, oh, wow, I'm glad you were there. You know, I was thought Transformer was a robot in disguise. <laughs> and thinking, right, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's, and, and when, you, when you get to that, I mean, we, we do a lot of sort of, you know, internal presentations just to sort of, you know, help people understand, you know, how, how what it is, how it goes together, you know, what's needed, what makes a sort of successful data center, you know, a lot of discussions about, you know, how do I, I've got a building, how do, how do I convert it? Um, it it's, not, it's not quite as straightforward as it, as it might sort of sound in on, on, on paper and really sort of, you know, across Asia as well, each, each market has a sort of, you know, different, different challenges. Um, you know, Hong Kong perhaps is a is a bit is a bit of a classic for that. Anybody who's who's been on the train from you know the airport into town, you know, you look out onto your left and you see all these um, older looking industrial buildings, and you say, "Wow, I could just take one of those and you know convert it into convert it into a data center." You know, the reality of that is you know, far far more complicated when you realise that sort of eighty percent of them are strata title. 
um, and you, you know you can't even get a, a forced sale on a building to sort of you know control the, the whole piece. Whether because you can need access to the roof, you need access to the ground floor, you need the external area for fuel tanks and bits and pieces like that. But the, the, the challenge is you know quite numerous. Whereas on the face of it, you know just for looking out the window, literally, you sort of think, wow, it, might, it must be easy here because there's there's lots of that sort of sort of stock. Um, and and that, that's perhaps sort of you know one example of you know understanding that market and understanding what goes into the product that really sort of helps you to guide and work with their um, you know clients or potential clients in terms of okay well this is what you can do with this site this is this is how you convert it. I mean, Greenfield presents sort of different challenges in, in, in itself. You know where do you get the power? Where where do you, where do you get the data connectivity? Um, but certainly it's been important to understand how that happens and how you can deliver it into, into a building to actually sort of make the whole, whole project successful. Yeah, I think that's important to get that message out there as well, because like we briefly touched on earlier that I don't think the development side of the industry perhaps gets as much exposure as it should. And I'm sure there's quite a lot of engineers out there that would be really interested in moving into it, but probably don't see it as a potential career path. They're kind of push down the engineering route. So I think it's good to get that message out there that if you are an engineer in the industry and you're interested in development, your skills can actually be really beneficial. Yeah, and I think, you know, when I, when I, when I look at, um, you know, the range of, of, of skill sets and, and, and the range of uh, different backgrounds that, that, that we have, and I'm, I, I could apply this, almost any sort of, you know, sort of segment of, of the business. But, you know, if you if you sort of take um, project management just as a relatively straightforward one, you have people who are architects, people who are QSs, people who are engineers, um, you know, project management as, as, as a skill set. You, you, have, you have people who have construction man, management background, all slightly different, but, and, and, and they approach projects with sort of a mindset. But if you've been through that cycle and you, You've, you've understood everything that's going on around you. That really sort of enables you to sort of, you know, be successful in you know, looking at the overall view in terms of, okay, what is it that, that is needed to, 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 do, to deliver a project, project successfully? Or if you look at the operations side of it, you have, you have sort of, you know, people with a soft services skill set. You, you have people, you have engineers in there. You, um, you know, a, a lot of people sort of say that, They've ended up in you know FM sort of by accident. Um, I mean, I, I think I think the, the the classic example was, and you know, I always remember sort of you know doing doing projects when it started out. There was a project finished, and the project team was you know there's some senior guys who knew, who knew what they were doing. Sort of you know standing around, the client would walk in and, and say, right, who, who who wants a job? Somebody's got to operate this building for me now. Um, you know and. You, know, you, you three people, you five people in this room, you're, you're the ones who know it the best. Um, you know, do, do you want to do you want to come come and help? But it's that operating side of it is 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 now sort of you know very important when it comes to that sort of you know critical critical environment because it, it, it's time sensitive. You know, knock on impacts from you know one event to another. They've got to be understood. They've got to be sort of, you know, clearly sort of, you know, communicated. And, you know, the, the critical environment from, from, that, from that perspective is, is tough. I appreciate the designs these days that are, you know, converged. And there are different sort of ways of, you know, providing resilience throughout, 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 throughout a data centre um, development. But 
you know, ultimately, it's that it's that understanding of, of how the asset functions that is that is important to uh, to you know, whether it's you know finding it or building it or operating it successfully. Yeah, I agree, and it's it's always amazing to me how many people fall into their careers and don't really do it with an educated decision I'm on perfect example of one I never had any plans to go into recruitment I did a sports science degree and and here I am but I think um, it's now much more important to get the that generation the younger generation to really kind of make their decisions on what they're going to study why they're going to study it with the knowledge of what career they want to get into which is why I'm so keen to kind of get the message out there about the industry to say if you want to get into it there's all these different opportunities there's all these different career paths within it explore what's of interest to you and then try and follow that path and hopefully more people will do that now yeah and I think yeah I suppose you know looking looking back on um on my time and I, I sort of think you know, I, I'm glad that I did different things. I'm glad that you know I was able to sort of you know had the opportunity to 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 experience sort of you know different facets of you know, the real estate industry in in, in general. Um, and and I think that you know when I, when I started out, I, I couldn't. I don't think I could have told you exactly you know what I wanted to go and where 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 I, where I wanted to be. I mean. Two of my first three projects were opera houses. Um, you know, I know an awful lot about acoustics in in, in, in opera houses. It, it helps from my degree 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 in my in my background. I was I was I was, I was writing specifications for the acoustics in, in engineers. It was great fun, but um, you, you don't see a lot, a lot of a lot of opera houses get built around the world on, a, on an annual annual basis. Um, but the and and that's where sort of you know being being exposed I suppose initially to the you know the corporate real estate sort of side of it and sort of you know the multifaceted angles uh, on on that and and the difference also sort of you know within within within, within portfolios you know you have some groups that have you know quite sort of small sort of offices sort of lo- but located all, all all across all across the region like like Asia Asia Pacific you have and then the other end of the spectrum you have you have groups with sort of you know, massive portfolios um, literally every, everywhere that they go and it's a case of okay well how do I how do I work with that um, what does that organization look like and you know the more the more you work with them you realize that you know, from a client's side perspective those groups are very small so they rely very heavily on on the service providers who who come and um, who, who come who come 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 support them, um, and, and then you know you get that exposure to sort of, you know the different aspect, aspect, aspects of, of the business, and, and more often than not, I, I would suggest you sort of you know you get an opportunity to say, hey, you know, I, can I go and work with that group? But, yeah, it sounds it's really interesting. It's something I, 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 want, I want to know, know more about. Um, you know, then. I think these days, so people are far, far more flexible in that um, in, in, in that in that approach. Um, and, and yes, there, there are definitely sort of you know, spe- specialists in their field, and you, you ab- absolutely need that to to, to help uh, to help deliver. But um, yeah, there, there, there's broader scope as well. Yeah, no, I agree. And do you see um, obviously Asia Pacific, if I can say it, is a is a very broad and diverse region. You know, each country is is can be very different from the next. Do you see that they're putting kind of quite a lot of emphasis on developing the talent for the for the data center market, or is it similar to kind of Europe, where some are doing something and others are not really doing much? 
I think I think in in the major markets there's there's far more sort of you know un- understanding and far more awareness of of the industry. And what I do see is is quite a lot of people um, you know signing up for courses, um, you know signing up for um, um, you know whether it's sort of you know either sort of you know on, online stuff or actually sort of you know going back in a well not these days perhaps but a, you know, a face-to-face environment and, and learning more 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 about the sector but people are coming to this with with a background um and they, and they want to learn more they, and, they, and they, they want they want to know more we've i mean we've started sort of you know working with for example sort of the universities in sort of certain locations you know, places like sort of singapore and and, and india where you know there's obviously sort of you know a growing market for it. There's 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 a need for it, and you know it's it's well supported by the um, you know the local uh, educational institutes, um, and and it also sort of provides a provides a source of you know sort of future talent for for for, for the business. So uh, it's quite a sort of symbiotic sort of you know, relationship there, which is um, which which is great. But yeah, a, a lot of people uh, have taken what they're doing now, looking and say, "Oh, I, I want to sort of get in this sector." But I wouldn't say it's universally easy to 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 do that. I think um, you know places like you know Japan, um, Hong Kong, China, Singapore, India, Australia, were relatively sort of straightforward. But if you take it into you know one of the more sort of you know developing markets, at least from a data center perspective. You know, if it's sort of you know, Indonesia or Thailand or um, you know, Malaysia or Philippines, Vietnam, there isn't that level of you know, industry support. So, so I say, you know, not 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 just sort of you know the the basic sort of you know university sort of you know course and some there's no there's no data center design course as a, as, as 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 it were. I think one of your earlier podcasts you were talking there might be one somewhere, but you know that that in itself isn't isn't a discipline. So. People come to sort of together to support the um, the sector from 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 from, from dis- different disciplines, and you know, some, somewhere along the way, you have you have to learn your trade. Yeah, exactly. And do you think the market's still quite reliant on external talent? So, I know there's still a lot of people like yourself in the APAC region that are from you know, the UK or Australia. I know there's, there's a lot of Australians that move over to Singapore and Hong Kong. Do you think the market there is still quite reliant on on those people? Um, it it is. I um, mean, there's there's not there, there, there's not sort of you know a huge um, a, a huge pool of people sort of you know to to go to um, for you know, a, a, a variety of roles um, a, a, across the region. It's still sort of you know fairly um, fa- fairly nascent. Um, it it does. The, the the trouble with with with, with people are moving around is never sort of you know ultimately easy. Um, you know, especially I've now. Got, I've, I've got well, no, especially now, but even just just in normal times. You know, if you've got if if you've got you know a wife and some kids or something like that, some up, upping sticks and sort of moving from A to B is 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 is, is quite a challenge. Um, you know, if you're you know if you're single and it's yourself yourself in a suitcase, then my advice would be go for it. You know, sort of um, you know write write a letter, sort of you know send it send an email. Um, you know, go go and pick up. Um, uh, go, go and look and see what the opportunities are, and knock on, knock on, knock on some doors. I mean, uh, I, I I did that. I, I, I suppose it was it was it was relatively sort of straightforward for me. Sort of you know, 
good, good economy at the time, th- things were happening and saying, hey, hey, do you want a job? And, you know, one, one thing sort of, you know, leads, leads to another, I suppose. But um, so, yeah, I mean, there's definitely sort of a better and a worse, worse sort of time, time to do it. But also we have seen sort of, you know, a lot of um, more homegrown talent sort of, you know, coming up in, um, in, 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 the, in the various um, locations. And from my perspective, it's quite important to, to sort of, you know, keep that, going and, and, and keep and keep that moving not so oh yeah i finished that project and now i'm going back to my firm and i'm going to work on you know an office development or or, 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 or something like that it is quite it's quite good to say well hang on a minute we've got another project that's going on here that is you know another 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 data center um you know potentially you can get those people to sort of you know, as get to join, join join the firm or or whether they're actually sort of you know able to sort of you know secure a contract with their with their with their existing firm for the for the for the project and get that in, in interest going because so certainly it ends up with sort of a, a you know a small number of, of, of smaller groups actually sort of you know tend to be sort of specialists in their field more rather than sort of like generalists. Um, but that doesn't mean that there that there aren't uh, the opportunities with both. Yeah, I'm, I'm working with a client in Singapore at the moment who's constructing a major data centre. And I've been quite impressed with the level of local talent that is in the market. I've, I've been tasked with targeting local talent. That's, that's what they want because of the travel restrictions, but also for exactly the reason you just said, they can offer the longevity of work. So they ideally want people that are within that market. And there's some excellent engineers in, in that region, for sure. Yeah, as you know, some... Some markets like you know Hong Kong and Singapore, it's perhaps sort of you know Australia is 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 a bit easier. Um, I mean, you, you can take a market like like Japan, where it's it's not necessarily the, the engineering knowledge that's it, it's the challenge. A lot of it is 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 perhaps, is perhaps language. Um, yeah, and I think culture as well with Japan, isn't it? I I was talking to a client yesterday actually about yeah. Japan, who and they are recruiting in Japan, and he was yeah. saying how how difficult it is to not just find the people but also attract them to your organization they they culturally they seek a lot more in the whole package i guess it's like who the employer is where the office is the culture of the organization than, than yeah. perhaps they do in other areas which makes it another another challenge yeah i i mean uh, uh, you know before before i was working working in this data center sector i was you know, uh, running the operations for um one of our one of our major clients in in the region and we had we had about sort of two thousand sites across across seventeen countries, um, and you know you get you get a requirement into to go and deliver a, a, a piece of a piece of work or a project to, across across the region. Um, it's relatively simple if you're dealing with say you know the US and everybody speaks the same language and understands it understands what you're saying. But you come to Asia and the geography is so diverse. You've got 17 different languages. You've got 17 different cultures to, to, to deal with, and you've got to be sensitive to that. There's no there's no sort of one size fits all sort of solution that is, is going to is going to work for everybody. And conversely, the challenges can be sort of quite quite different different there different there there, there as well. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we had a we had a client who came to us who was looking for you know project management support in in in, in Japan, um, and they were crystal clear on their requirements. They wanted someone with a minimum of twenty years twenty years experience. They had to speak fluent Japanese, fluent English, and after we were like quite worried because that was a tall order already. They sent us an email after the phone call and said, "By the way, we've got to speak fluent Mandarin as well." 
you can, hmm, right, okay. Well, mm. if the first one wasn't hard enough, you've really made it sort of like super, 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 super <laughs> tough at that point. They've, t- probably, they've ticked, all, ticked all the boxes to make it well, as hard it, as possible. It, it, exactly. But at that point, you, you, you're, pro- you're probably pointing at sort of, you know, three, three, three people in country who, 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 would, who would actually sort of, you know, be able, be able to do that. Um, and it's... And some of it is about sort of you know helping clients to sort of you know understand that these are the challenges that, that they're going to face, and however they do it, where where they're from, and it doesn't matter whether you know it's US or Europe or wherever. When you know you come to Asia and you come to not necessarily just a different continent but a different country, things are going to, things are going to work differently, and you've got to understand how that works. Otherwise, you know, just turning up and sort of you know shouting a bit louder to make make yourself heard isn't going to go down awfully well. No, exactly. And from the kind of future of the industry in your region, then I know I know it's, I read something you wrote or quoted in Data Center Dynamics about China and how you have to look at what's driving the growth in in each country. Do you yeah. see that there's particular countries that are going to see significant growth? I know Japan is kind of one everyone talks about. Or do you think it's a unilateral? The region will just continue to develop over the next few years. Well, I think. And if if we look at if we look at sort of you know the the the, the drivers behind that it's it's quite it's quite interesting because you know the highest take up of you know e-commerce um, mobile wallet services is actually in Indonesia. Yeah, I think the statistic is something like you know eighty eight percent, eighty eight, eighty nine percent of all those who have a smartphone have an e-wallet. Mm. Um, which is not which is not something you would think no it, it, it isn't um conversely you then look at the at, at the spend patterns that that, that 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 happen on that it's one of the lowest perhaps unsurprisingly it's one of the sort of you know the lowest per um per headcount on a you know on a, on a sort of sort of global measure quite interestingly it's like china is china's the highest china and korea are, 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 are the highest um career from from that perspective there's actually a push to get rid of cash yeah i think I, i've heard that quite a bit though lately i think that's a kind yeah. of there's a global drive towards that isn't there i think it's it's quite clear yeah, that long term that's that's where we'll be that, that 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 is where it's going but what what's behind it in places like indonesia is is groups like gojek and, and grab have set up simple, easy platforms that fundamentally, this is and this is the key to this really, they're underpinned by a payment platform. So there's something like 25, 30 different apps on, on Gojek, um, but they're underpinned by a single, cheap, easy to use, simple, low-cost payment platform. And they're, 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 some of these groups, are sort of, they're processing sort of, you know, a, a billion transactions a month. I mean, the the, 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 num- the numbers are the numbers are, are that high. But when you've got a population of three hundred million, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's perhaps un- unsurprising. But I, I think what has probably surprised more people is the uptake of it. You know, within within the within the population, and and that is that is then a sort of you know, a massive driver behind um yeah behind some some of the demand demand for the for the data centers. I mean, and e-commerce is. Is almost sort of you know a smaller portion in terms of sort of, you know, the data center data center demand. Um, yeah, it's things like streaming, it's things like things like gaming. Uh, before you get onto the more sort of you know enterprise driven um, applications, um, or the various sort of cloud platforms. But then you put on top of that the um, uh, the machine learning and the and the and the AI, AI type activities. I mean, I've 
I, I've seen the infrastructure that goes into, you know, providing um, you know, the the AI AI type tools on with, you know, water cooled service, and it is it's absolutely huge. It's it's not something that you'd want to be doing in your own offices. It's it's not something that you'd even want to be doing in you know the basement of a university somewhere. Um, these things live in sort of massive hyperscale data centers. And, and that's where it's sort of it's it's natural natural home is. I mean, yes, I appreciate over time it's going to get smaller and easier, etc. But for for the moment, anyway, and then what you have to do is to bring that to user. So I'd imagine we're probably you know months, if definitely not years away from you know having having a little widget on pretty much everything that you do in a in a, in a work scenario to sort of push a button and you know. You know, this is a set of data that you wanted to analyze and produce five or six different graphs for you sort of automatically. This is the best one you should, you should have because it, it's, it's, it's already sort of an, analyzing that. So uh, fascinating from a technical perspective, but I think the applications of it are just, are just legion, really. I mean, it's anything that you, you can think of would, would benefit from, from, from this, this type, type of activity. Some of it's going to be very mainstream. Some, some of it's going to be extremely, extremely specialized. Um, but it, it's certainly sort of you know the, the, the way forward, and and, and, and Asia, I, I think, perhaps because they adopt technology sort of you know very 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 quickly um, and very 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 easily. Um, you know, most of the people consume their their internet and their everything else that they do on that through a mobile phone. It's less, you know, desktop, laptop. Most of it is done is, is done is done over a mobile phone, and that also then you look at the, you know, the average use, usage rates. Um, you know, the highest are sort of you know, through 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 Southeast Asia. Yeah. But, yeah. If if you've been stuck in a traffic jam in Jakarta or Manila, you probably understand why as well. That's <laughs> it. There's a, there's always a reason behind it. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, people people want to work, and it, it's enabling them to. It's enabling them to to work to sort of you know communicate with with, with colleagues with with with, fam, with family family and friends, um, and it's been made quick, simple, and easy. Yeah, um, which, and is what every, is, which is how, yeah, which is which is what everybody wants. Life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every yeah. everyone yeah. wants it quick. There, you know, everything wants it now. Now that's that's kind of the generation we're in. They want that immediate response, that immediate article, whatever it is. It's it's got to be now, and and like you say, all that is is driving the data. Yeah, uh, I mean, one of the almost one of the biggest challenges is when, when you look at the, at the e-commerce sector, it's it's not about how can I buy something online; it's, it's how do I get it delivered. That's when yeah, that, that's the sort of the, 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 the tougher nut to crack, and that's where some of the local players really have this the, that sort of you know, distribution um, logistics sort of sorted out. Whether it's you know somewhere like Vietnam that's sort of you know long long and thin. Or you know Indonesia with you know hundreds hundreds of little islands, you know, they're still able sort of, you know to, to deliver deliver goods sort of you know, quickly from, from from one end one end to the other. Uh, that that's that's sort of key. Apart from just sort of making it easy to you know push the button on the app and uh, off you go. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. Before I let you get on with your day, there's just uh, one question that I ask everybody that I have on my on my podcast. If you could give one piece of advice to anyone looking to work in the data center sector, what would it be? Um, it's always a tough one. <laughs> uh, where, where to start without, without being sort of you know, too too robust? Um, well, don't 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 be don't be afraid to give it a go. Um, 
I mean, it's, I think, you know, people look for sort of, you know, think about what, what your skill sets are. Think, think about what, what you've done um, and, and what, you, what you perhaps sort of need, need to achieve to sort of, you know, get, um, get into it. But as, as we've been talking, you know, the, the range of different skills um, it, from, you know, whether you're looking at acquiring a greenfield site to, um, you know, maintaining a UPS, you know, everything from, you know, from, from that A to Z, and then it goes back again, sort of, you know, through through a loop is is important to to the to, to the cycle. So, you know, whatever whatever your background is or whatever your um, you know, past experience has been, that's you know, hopefully it's it, it's it's a help to sort of you know getting getting into the getting into the sector. But it certainly should sort of shouldn't shouldn't been a hindrance. Um, you know, as I said, one of one of my roles is sort of, you know, working with our teams across, across the region. And it's not a case of, right, you haven't got any data center experience. It's like, okay, you tell me about what you know about your market um, and I'll sort of, you know, fill in the blanks for you and, and help you to sort of, you know, understand, understand the data center piece of it. Um, and, you know, you know, from that, you know, people have grown into you know, the, the, the local sort of, you know, subject, subject matter, matter, matter expert. I mean, yes, you, you, know, you know your limitations. If someone's going to ask you the difference between a 6 and a 12 pulse UPS, then you're not going to, you might not be able to answer that. But do, do you have to be able to answer that? As long as you know where to go to get, to get, that, to get that answer, then that, 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 that's fine. Um, and, and, and I think there's, there's still quite a lot of demand for people who you know, re, re, are really interested and you know, want, to, want, want to grow, want to grow in, in, in the sector. And, and certainly you know, when we look, at, we look at recruiting people, we take people from, from different backgrounds because we really think that there's one person who's going to be that ideal fit or perhaps hanging out for that person with, with the ideal fit is, is, is going to take too long too long ah, to sort of yeah. find and you know we've got a project to do and a, a role to fill so we want to do it no i think that's a really good point i totally agree with that i think it's key that people looking to work in the sector do highlight what skills what experience they have and, and what they feel will transfer into the sector i think too many um, people when looking for jobs they just rely on their cv and they kind of say my role is this and this is what i do but you really want to try and correlate it to the sector or the role you're looking to move into and then like you say someone like yourself can look at it and say actually those skills would be really helpful to to me in in this role as well and we can teach you the data center side of the industry Um, and it's just getting that message out there i think to clients who are recruiting and also to people looking to work in in the industry yeah so i think i think it's quite it's quite important that there 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 is there, there is that there is that mix and and also you know don't 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 be afraid to sort of you know go to uh, go go to go to different places. Um, yeah, travel yeah, is very tra- important. <laughs> tra- travel uh, tra- travel where you can travel travel while while, while it's easy. Um, uh, and and there's there's always uh, I, I suppose because I because I did it I thought that everybody else want, would want to do that as well and that's not that that that's not true. Not everybody sort of you know what, what, wants to travel and sort of you know, what, wants to get around. I, I, fully appreciate that that's fine but you know if, if you enjoy it then you know certainly certainly do it you know pick a pick a spot that 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 suits you know reach out reach out to people you know we can sort of you know hook up people up people up with with, with roles if, if we're not looking perhaps somebody somebody else is um and and there's the the there are the, the opportunity opportunities that, that, that are happening 
Yeah, take the jump, and twenty six years later, you may. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you might, you, you might, you might, you might still be doing the same thing. Yeah, you still be there, <laughs> enjoying yeah, I, I, yourself. I, I, I think just, just finally on that one, the thing that I would say is, you know, my background wasn't sort of purely data centers. You know, I came through this. I was working in sort of you know, critical environments for banks and things like that. No, nobody's ever questioned my ability or understanding of what, what a data center looks like because because. You know, I haven't done an X, 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 Y, Z, X, Y, Z type facility. I understand the, sort of, you know, the difference. Okay, I have that experience now. But when I was sort of starting out and they say, right, okay, what do you know about data centers? Well, I've done a big computer. Well, how big was a computer? Well, that was, that was half a megawatt. And when half a megawatt was a big deal. It's like, well, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, it, it's, it, it's, it's perhaps sort of, you know, build it, building it up gradually. But my point is that, you know, the, the experiences are, are valid and, 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 and they're good. Um, yeah, uh, give it a go. No, I think that's a great way to end it as well. I to- totally agree with that point. You know, take the chance, and it doesn't matter if you you're not an expert in it. Just take the chance, take the opportunity, and hopefully you can develop a, a long term career in in data centres. Thanks for your time today, Alex. I'll let you get on with your evening in in Hong Kong. I'll uh, get on with my day over here in wet England, <laughs> as we were saying <laughs> earlier, and um, and we'll speak again soon. Andy, um, thank you very much for having me on. Uh, It's been a pleasure. Thank you. No problem. Cheers, Alex. Thanks for your time. Bye.